The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in and only come and music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois could never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! See what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys, will Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble. We're live. We're live once again right here. Uh, hopefully on allgames.com. I don't know how the server is reacting. Um, if you're in chat and you can hear me, let me know. Uh, but yeah, we're live. It's Friday. Friday, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, it's, it's Friday already. Um, I think. Uh, we got a, a pretty good show for you today. We're, we're going to be talking about... Uh, mainly new stuff there there's been some news headlines and and developments and stuff that we haven't really gotten to get to on on our shows in the past couple of days so we're going to we're going to put them all together for you in this one episode and then maybe we'll pop in with some review or something that that we can uh we can interject we can we can bring you something some more information uh in the meantime let me go ahead and thanks, thanks Scott Rubin, Derek, the All Games community for uh, allowing us to do this right here day in and day out, and uh, yeah, keeping me sane during this quarantine. So yeah, I want to thank thank them for that, and uh, let you know that you can you can call in. Nobody's gonna pick up because I'm not signed into the Fantastic Forum, but I gotta keep uh, I gotta keep the intern employed. So she's gonna tell you how to how to chime in with your thoughts want to get in on the action call fantastic forum on skype and join the fun too shy to call in that's okay you can join the discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live join the party you know you want to but yeah on the line i have uh i have joe hey what's up yeah joe's uh joe's been my my partner in crime in these times, <laughs> the most 
we're like a band with like revolving members <laughs> a little bit. So we've been the, the two most consistent ones. Because, uh, you know, the other two are essential. But yeah, but we're here. Uh, <laughs> Joe, uh, have you, do you like Patton Oswalt? Um, you know, for the most part, yes. Okay. Like, I know he's kind of anti-religion, but his joke about it was so funny that I, like, kind of gave him a pass. <laughs> what was the joke? Um, uh, it's like a whole thing. It's like... Uh, he talks about like how you know it was invented for like so that the small guys had a chance against the big guy bigger guys like hey did you know that if you're good then when you die you go up into the sky and get cake and the guy's like oh wow like cake like if i'm good like all i have to do is be good he's like yeah and the, the problem is, like, when people are traveling and, you know, different people like different uh, different desserts. So it's like over here you have, like, sky baklava or sky cupcakes or cup, sky brownies. And the only problem comes when two pe- different people meet. Like, hey, do you hear about the sky cake? It's baklava, motherfucker. I'll kill you. <laughs> it's baklava, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like Patton Oswalt. Uh, he has a way of reducing things. Uh, it kind of, depending on on your views, showing for what they are in an easier way, or <laughs> making fun of what they are in a simplistic way. You but know, yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually meant to bring him up when we did our our review of. Of, uh, shit. What was that show we just reviewed? Midnight Gospel. The Justin Roiland. Oh, Solar Opposites. Solar Opposites. Yeah, I actually meant to bring him up. Because he was in a show called Neighbors from Hell. Uh-huh. And Solar Opposites really kind of reminded me of that show. Like, it's definitely a different dynamic. Like, the family dynamic was a little different. But it's still kind of basically the same, you know... They're on Earth, and they're like the fish out of water type thing. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, the Something about that dynamic just really reminded me of that show. Like, did you ever see Neighbors from Hell? No, I never even heard of it. Oh, it's, it's basically uh, this demon uh, family gets sent to Earth because uh, there's a company that's drilling into the center of the earth and the devil's worried that they're gonna like break into hell so he sends the demon family up to the surface to try and sabotage it and one of the things about the show is like like all the people around them like all their neighbors and people are just like complete assholes like they're just terrible people (laughs) and the family they're kind of like not terrible, but they're like, you know, mild manner with the like hint of terrible, but like everyone else around them is just like horrible. 
and the guy, the father figure, is just trying to like do the best he can to blend in and sabotage this drill. Like it was a decent show. Like not super funny, but entertaining enough. And I don't know if it holds up, but I think it's like you could buy it for like three bucks on Amazon. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna check that out because <laughs> it, it, from what you say, it sounds pretty good. And I like, I'm looking at pictures of it now, and I, I think I like this art style. And Patton Oswald plays the dog. Oh, that sounds funny. <laughs> Him as a dog. Like, I'm looking at the picture of the dog right now, and, uh, <laughs> like, that voice coming out of out of that dog i want to see <laughs> yeah um well the reason i bring him up is because I, I i watched his uh his comedy special he's got a new one on netflix and uh it's it's pretty funny um and, and kind of how you said like you kind of you like him more or less but this atheism doesn't align with your beliefs and it kind of he's now 50 years old which i found surprising because to me he always looks like a little kid you know um and you could tell yeah and you could tell he's aged but he doesn't look weathered but he doesn't look 50 either um but he kind of he kind of right. you know he does a bit about what it's like to be in your 20s and 30s and now 50 and he talks so it's really like i think especially if you kind of um you like you weren't a particular fan of his atheism humor uh all that much i think you might enjoy this one cuz he doesn't really get into it like he says he oh, I'm still an atheist and he kind of throws a joke away but it's mainly about him being 50 and being married and remarried and um and then he even goes into trump cuz he's like really uh not into trump but he even says like eh, what are, what are we going to do like it's not like I'm going to say something funny and then change your mind about Trump. If you love Trump, you're all in. And if you hate him, you hate him. Like, there's no point in making jokes about it on stage. And uh, and then he just goes on other stuff. And, and it's really it's actually really funny seeing because uh, his type of humor is tied to his personality a lot, you know. And so seeing him like talk about being 50 and kind of doing a more mature type of and I say that in quotes because he is still his immature self to a certain degree, but it's a it's an act about maturing <laughs> and growing. It, it was actually kind of refreshing and funny, and the way he set the whole the whole thing up was pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix. Um, and he he jokes about you know the the payment disparity between him and Chappelle. He does it in a real funny way. Uh, Burr in chat he says he looks 50 from his hair mostly uh, if he kept dying it he'd look younger and uh, uh, yeah I can I can I can definitely see that he didn't dye it in the special but yeah if he dyed it he'd, he'd probably would he'd look 45 <laughs> nah, but he, he's a, I actually got to see him live once 
and uh it, it was actually it was it was a funny show it was i went for my birthday i went to see tenacious d and one oh, of the nice. yeah and Patton oswalt was the opening act but he, he was already famous but they were doing a charity event so and then even um bill odenkirk is it bill or bob the one the one from better call saul uh he was doing stand-up and he's not even then he wasn't really that much of a stand-up guy he's more of a writer and uh he was really mm-hmm. he was really good and then eventually became you know Saul Goodman on on Breaking Bad and I saw him grow and then um there was another dude by the name of Chris Hardwick <laughs> doing a show there like he was opening and then eventually it was Tenacious D and yeah, it was a it was a really good show, and and I've been a fan of of Oswald's, or at least enjoyed his comedy since since that show, because I got to see him in a small little venue. And then another comedian that I don't remember who he was or what he looked like. I mean, I remember what he looked like, but he called Patton Oswald a Hobbit, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look like a Hobbit. And it's like I don't even remember the that comedian that called him that. But now when I'm watching this <laughs> Netflix special, all I see is like I want to see him cosplay a Hobbit. <laughs> like he's got the hair, the little wavy hair already, and he just needs the you know he just needs a little cape with the little leaf in the middle, and <laughs> he's a Hobbit. Right. But yeah, that's that's something to check out. It'll lighten lighten the mood right now. When we're locked at home, um, well, let's let's jump into this news. I'll play the the music real quick. Okay. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, like current. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but like. So. George Lucas is commenting because, you know, there's there's a whole thing right now with Boba Fett coming back for the Mandalorian. And uh, people are like, well, did he die? Did he not? You know, it's kind of the same deal with how, how you kind of say where it's, it's a canon is not canon. And uh, George Lucas chimed in on it. And I'm, I'm trying to find this quote over here. But he basically, from what I read in the article, is basically said Boba Fett did survive but Emperor Palpatine didn't and uh that's a little weird not weird but it's you know seeing how Rise of Skywalker turned out um you know spoilers but but Palpatine was there <laughs> and uh and I had read story. Well, I not read stories. But he I'm, was a ghost. I'm sorry. Say that again. Palpatine was a ghost. In uh, in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. He was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Like it, it's really stupid. But yeah, he was a ghost. So then. And he was trying to get Ray and Kylo Ren together, so they'd use their power to make him human again. Hmm. 
now I'm even more confused. Cause, <laughs> cause well, cause the whole thing, like, cause you know how like there's they show clones and shit. So I just thought he cloned himself. And from what I remember from the expanded universe, like he did clone himself after, right? After Return of the Jedi. Um, did he? I thought, or was he, it a clone? Well, I I remember he came back with like a young body. And he was hiding from Jason and Jaina while they were in the academy. And he had a younger body and he had a, like, they explained that when you see him fall into that reactor thing in Return of the Jedi, you see an explosion. But before the explosion, there's like this weird lightning circle that goes before it blows up. And that that was his essence leaving. And then he had a body ready a younger clone body ready near where um, where Yoda was in the Dagobah system. And he had a lab and, and yep. everything hidden. And, and, and again, I didn't read these books. It was something that somebody that did read them or apparently now I'm like, he didn't read them, but he's telling me this bullshit. <laughs> like that's where, <laughs> that's where, uh, that's where the body was. And Yeah. So now I'm like way confused. I know a lot of the books I read are post. Um, like a lot of the books I read are like either Old Republic or they're after the new uh, Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. So that would be like past that when Jaina's already the sword of the Jedi. And Luke is out there being kind of a dick to Sith Lords, which is kind of funny. Like, he's a cocky little shit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they tell me, but now I don't know what to believe. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to go reread those because those were really good. They're so much better than the movies. Like, and I think the movies are adequate. Like, they're not terrible. Uh-huh. But the books are so much better. Man, the old books. I don't know about the new books. I've only read two of them. Mm-hmm. And while I do like those books, they're not as good as, like, some of the older books. Yeah, I mean... It's weird with the expanded universe. You got different people doing different stories, and supposedly they were all approved by Lucas, but who knows? I, I know the quote here in this little article is is George Lucas basically telling the guy that played uh, Palpatine that he's definitely dead, referring to Palpatine. But, yeah, I, I don't We'll see. Uh, well, it, it's not what we'll see. It doesn't really matter anymore because Disney is going to do what Disney's going to do, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, another thing we kind of talked about was this week was the Snyder Cut. That was a big announcement. It sent shockwaves. And they're, uh, they were supposing that we would get a release the air cut hashtag going and then and it actually happened <laughs> people want the 
the air cut. And that what that's referring to Suicide Squad that we got an edited version that wasn't the the director's um, intention for the film. Uh, it says here, written and directed by David Ayer, Suicide Squad follows a team of villains who are recruited by the government to save the world from Superman-like threats. The film was panned by critics and fans alike. Following its release, reports began to surface that studio interference and forced cuts by Warner Brothers led to subpar reception. Similar to Snyder's Justice League, which actually debuted after Suicide Squad, fans began to demand a director's version of the film, something that Ayer commented on multiple times. Uh, My issue with saving the world. Yeah. Like, that's not... Suicide Squad level mission. Right. It's it's not. And if I could make a quick tangent, oh, yeah. um, one of the things that I didn't bring up during our Justice League Dark Apocalypse War review was uh, it's pretty funny, it's pretty cool how they talk about. Um, Shit, what's the old girl's name from Catmus? Oh, uh, Waller. Yeah, Waller. How oh, they mentioned she died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was great. Because that's actually the whole plot, pretty much the plot of the Suicide Squad movie is them getting a, a get-out-of-hell-free card because she was diagnosed with cancer. And she wanted it. So that she would go to heaven when she died. <laughs> yeah. And get Kate. So that was kind of cool. Get Sky, Sky Baklava. <laughs> uh, they say but go that, ahead. Yeah, yeah. They say that if we get the air cut, that we can expect uh, much more of Jared Leto's Joker. Because uh, Air had confirmed in the past that there are several hours of footage of Leto as the clown prince of crime. So he also says that there's, well, he's teased in the past a larger and more fulfilling role for Harley Quinn and a stronger connection to Justice League. So... Mm, I know, I had enough of Jared Leto's Joker in that movie. (laughs) I don't think I need any more. Yeah. It's enough for a lifetime. Um, (laughs) It says... uh, yeah, uh, they're calling Birds of Prey a sequel to that and The Suicide Squad too, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're between that and then there's uh, David Ayer also did is part, part of this story. It was a separate article uh, that air confirmed that it's ultimately up to Warner Brothers and it isn't his call on whether his cut of Suicide Squad is ever released. So he goes, uh, my cut of Suicide Squad may always be just a rumor and that's just fine. So it doesn't look like as much as people want it, we might not get it. Uh, The full quote on Twitter is, it is simply not my call for my IP. I love WB. It's always been my home studio I fully respect and support the incredible path DCU is taking under their stewardship. My cut of suicide squad might always be just a rumor, and that's just fine. And 
to me that that actual tweet just seems like him doing the the puppy dog thing or like yeah i'm loyal i'm loyal can i get a treat you know uh but that might just be <laughs> me i don't know <laughs> how do you see it <laughs> you think uh um no it just sounds like he's fine like i know like sometimes when you do something and you're like okay it's fine and like yeah you made cuts but you kind of like you're fine like you're not super invested you're not like uninvested but it's kind of like you know i gave it to them that it's their call like i love them they're great like it's kind of like feels like his way of saying like a nice way of saying i don't care okay Uh, according to the headline of this article, AT&T says uh, one thing at a time. Uh, basically, some fan was like, this, always this AT&T, at AT&T released the air cut, HBO Max, and then AT&T uh, replied with a GIF or GIF of... Harley Quinn, like, shrugging shoulders and then saying, <laughs> anything is possible. All it takes a little is a little magic. And it's that, was it the Enchantress that, that was the villain in that? Yeah. Yeah, so it just has her just looking ominously at the camera. <laughs> so, That's funny. Who knows? I'm actually trying to load up that GIF of. Oh, uh, yeah, no. The GIF was actually posted by the guy asking for the air cut. And, uh, oh. Then people just reply with a bunch of different GIFs. Like, it's weird. Like, no answers, just GIFs. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I, I don't like this future we live in. <laughs> um, But, yeah. Speaking of future. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Speaking of futures, uh, I have some old news I came across yesterday. Um, a story from last November. And it's basically talking about uh, Image Comics Crowded. Uh, the final volume will not be released in single issues. It's going to be released in a trade uh, paperback. Um, and it's basically a money thing. It's a lot more expensive or they have to sell a lot more to do it in single issues. So to cut costs, they're going to do, uh, release it, uh, the last six issues in a trade paperback. Uh, there's no release date as of yet, but the creator did say they have, uh, at the time of crowded 12s publishing the creator it had three issues done huh so and we don't know when that's coming huh uh not yet no do you feel like um from what you because there, there's what three volumes total or two yeah 
Three, okay. Like there are two values. There are going to be a total of three values. Okay. So volume one and two are out in paper. Um, I think there's only one volume out digitally. Like when I go on Comixology, they only have volume one for sale. Uh-huh. And volume three should be, uh, there's no release date for it yet. Have you read volume two yet? Yes. I finished it yesterday. And it's really good. Yeah. Like, I'm just so happy that I came across this series. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah. And it's a little disappointing that I can't finish it, but I guess that's, that's what happens when you get current. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you find an old series and then you get current, and now you're, like, month to month like the rest of them. So, yeah, it's it's, man, it's a great ending point. Because they had a little fight and they're doing like the little breakup thing and she ends up, the uh, Charlie ends up with the stalker that's been trailing them from the beginning pretty much. And now we have to, we got six more issues and I am eagerly awaiting them. Uh, on a scale of one of one to ten, like how would you be? How much disappointment would you feel if, for some reason or another, they it ended up not coming out the third volume? Um, huh, that's a good question. It's like you know, like sometimes when you read something or watch something that's really good. And you're just like, you know what? I could stop here and be happy. It's like, I do have questions and I do want to know more. But if I didn't, I think I would still be extremely satisfied. Like, has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I forgot what movie I saw that actually had a lot of questions at the end. And I was okay with having questions. Like, I, I'm usually... Uh, believe it or not, I can be the when it comes to movies and films. Like I'm okay with questions to a certain degree. I don't want to see how they they grow old or or if they live happily ever after. I, I know with the Sopranos, like people were mad about um the ending, and it's even to this day people are, are complaining about the ending and fighting. I, I know two people uh, lost a friendship over the ending because one liked it and the other didn't, and. <laughs> to, you know they're like oh did he die or didn't he die that that was like the big argument and then one of the things is like they think that Polly actually killed tony and i was like in my in my mind when i finally saw the ending i was i was at the camp that it doesn't matter really like the way that that show closed yeah it, it just cut to black but the way that it like ended those last 30 seconds Tony was the happiest he'd ever been just at a shitty diner with his family. And really, like, those 30 seconds are all he ever wanted in life. So if he died, then he died happy, like, for once, he was happy. And if he survived, then he moves on to live happy. 
But either way, him living or dying doesn't really matter because I he got his happiness. You know? I know one of the interesting things about the Sopranos ending, too, or one of the interesting things to me, is that the director was actually disappointed with the ending. Oh, yeah? Because of... Yeah, because of uh, uh, Actors Guild rules. Um, yeah, like union rules. Mm. Uh, you have to... Uh, he had to put in credits at the end oh. and he didn't want to do that. Like he just wanted it to go black and then like it just moves on to the next show. Yeah. Or just like just to end with nothing but blackness, but the uh, union made him put in in credits. So he was a little bummed by that. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel. with it. It's like, I- I'm, I'm just so satisfied. Like, I do want the ending, but I think if I stop now, I would still be pretty good. Okay. Because, you know, in this time of uncertainty, (laughs) who knows if that's even a possibility that it could not happen. You know, 2020 seems to just be getting worse and worse. I mean, just yesterday, my sunglasses broke. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I know when I when I actually finished the story, I was kind of like, in my mind, like because it's from like two years ago. I'm I was thinking that that this was it, mm-hmm. and I didn't even consider until I started look. Well, I decided to look, but I kind of thought that it would that was just it that it just ended there and either didn't finish because of one thing or another, and. I was fine. And then I just, I ended up looking just out of curiosity. And I was like, oh, they're going to do an ending. Like, that's even better. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm just so happy. Like, with the series. Yeah. Um, uh, Bird Chat says, I'm just going to use gifts for the rest of the show now. <laughs> and he he just put one of some hockey coach saying, "All right, that's funny." Uh, GZ Doctor Forever says, "What show is on?" And uh, that that's a. I'm usually a guy that's not. I don't think there's a stupid question. But that might be it. <laughs> unless the stream is down. Oh yeah, unless the stream is down. Yeah, never mind. I oh wait, but then Burr would be. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think Burr Burr taps in telepathically, I think. Hmm. That's interesting. Or Burr might be on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or just put in the uh, Zach Galifianakis uh, uh, Galifianakis gift with the thumbs up saying fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Now we put in the OAS Viernes de Forum. Yeah. With the <laughs> dancing guy, Jeff. <laughs> Man. Nice. He's really good. At, he's committed to this. <laughs> to, the, to the gift. First gift game has been on for like a oh, while. Yeah. Like, he yeah, always yeah. has the like, the girl gifs. Yeah. That like, he always put in like, like man, <laughs> yeah, it's 
<laughs> he's on it. Uh, in fact, that's that's probably what this uh, title is going to be: the gift that gives on gifting. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, did, did we didn't get a chance to talk about this when this happened last year? But you know, they're having with all these productions being halted, the Marvel productions, the DC stuff, whatever. You know, nobody's talking about Hawkeye. And, uh, oh, Joe, do you have any curiosity why that might be? <laughs> well, didn't you guys say like he went to jail or he got me too'd for like beating up his wife or something? Yeah, they her, the wife they, they're going through a divorce, and apparently, there was a thing where he was drunk and put a gun to her head. And, uh, but oh, that's not. But that didn't happen in any was news. I'm sorry, say that again. Was the gun loaded? He said it wasn't. But <laughs> that's the weird thing where it's like, you know, usually in a divorce, people say things and drudge up things. Some are true, some might not be. Who knows? Nobody really knows. But, and that's the thing. It's like, there's reports saying the gun wasn't loaded. There's reports saying it didn't happen. But it's like, if the report says it didn't happen and then another one says that it wasn't loaded, like, that kind of means it might have happened and it might or might not be loaded you know um but you know disney like has done a real good job of not letting this come out as big as as other things would or any other productions you know what i mean and uh mm -hmm. yeah so now a, a court document was released and it leaked out and it says uh it's an email to jeremy renner's business manager and uh, Jeremy Renner is saying that his wife stole money from the kids trust fund. Uh, it says, oh, Dick. Yeah, it says right here in an email to Mr. Renner's business manager, Jeffrey Jacobs, dated April 23rd, 2019. Pacheco admitted transferring funds from the minor's trust account to her personal account in violation of the court's order, stating the money transfers to the, my bank were kept were to keep my my afloat this is a, a misquote here the minor christmas presents birthday gifts gift bags the and essentials for her birthday party after all my savings were spent on lawyers child custody evaluator so she says that it's not stealing <laughs> basically she was trying to keep that lifestyle up for the child um which is sounds like stealing me yeah i mean christmas presents and birthday gift bags i mean i i get i know you you want to do something for your kid on these holidays and, and and uh occasions but birthday gift bags like if it was for a birthday gift <laughs> it's one thing but gift bags insinu insinuates that it's like, that's like if i were like hey mo i'm gonna take money out of your account so i can buy you a gift yeah it's like <laughs> fuck yeah, and you know, Joe, like, if we were married, that just buy my own. Yeah. I know what I want. Yeah, and Joe, if we were married, that'd be okay. But they're not, and we're not, and uh, right. So it's like it, it, once they're not married, she can't really do that, or she shouldn't be able to, uh, especially if you know he made a lot of coin. I'm I'm assuming because he he had a couple hit movies and he had a uh, the Marvel stuff. Uh, maybe some convention signings 
and things like that probably brought in a good amount of money and he he doesn't want to lose half of it just in alimony he he's like you know i want it for the child i'll put it in a trust and then it assumes that the trust can't be accessed that easily but she was able to easily get it like it's it's weird it's odd um trusts are normally set up so that it's actually hard to access it so i'm not sure who his financial advisor is but they kind of did not a great job Yeah, he says. Um, if he's out, then Disney can focus on Kate Bishop. Yeah, and and see the thing is, um, yeah. So you read that Hawkeye series, right? The one where they had both. Uh, I read uh, some of it, not all of it. So some of it focused on him, uh, in his youth, so they could do that without. Renner and then even if they choose to focus on the two of them they could do most of it from Kate Bishop's perspective and still have if they shot stuff still have him in or you know or figure something out or recast them and then just focus on Kate Bishop so it doesn't really matter that he's not in it like there's ways to do it it's like James Bond or Ruby Rose just Get someone else and just say, yeah, that's what he always looked like. I love it's that. like, you don't even have to mention it. It's like, this, that's Hawkeye now. Just like when next Iron Man movie, there'll be a new Iron Man. And see, and this is, I blame Disney for this too, because if they would have just given him a mask, it would have been easy. Like, you, you just he's in the mask. That's him, you know? Right. Um, it says here that in an email eight months later, uh, they actually give the amount that was taken for these things, these holidays and things. And it was $10,701 and 40 cents. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah, for fucking, more than I got. Yeah, birthday gift, gift, uh, gift bags. Uh, GZ Doctor Fresh says, "Okay, guys, I hear it now. I just heard you guys on Wednesday night. I didn't think there would be a show now. You guys usually show up like gonorrhea once every seven days. Uh, yeah, I mean during pandemic we've pretty much been here every day in the mornings, sometimes twice on Wednesdays, but." Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's a pandemic. We have nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, except for Lawrence and Oz, who actually have jobs. Yeah. Like they're essential. They're essential. Uh, let's see here. I think uh, these alleg- it says here these allegations follow previous accusations by Renner that Pacheco stole thirty two thousand dollars to pay her legal fees over the course of twenty nineteen. And she actually gave a quote. It says here, I'm sick of being continually bullied, having my name slandered and the truth muted. Uh, Anyone who is a parent knows that the most important thing in the world is their child's health and safety. Over the years, it's hard to fathom that I've seen what people have told me they've seen 
in regards to Jeremy's disturbing actions while our child was in his care. <laughs> Unfortunately, these actions have landed me in a position to need to re retain legal support and undergo child custody evaluation. And now I have a planned parent coordinator. She goes, it's hard for me to stay muted because after all this time, money and energy spent putting safety measures in place to keep our daughter safe. While once again in Jeremy's care, these measures are still being violated as of today. Now, what danger is the girl in? I don't know. I guess uh, he had substance abuse issues and things like that. Um, according to that initial complaint with the gun, it's all spawned from uh, substance abuse, you know, and physical okay. abuse. So who knows? I mean, nobody really knows what went on in there other than them two. And it could be a combination of the two sides stories or. Yeah, so all in all, all that to say that Disney still hasn't commented on the state of the Hawkeye series. And let's get a new actor. Yeah. But see, the thing is, I don't know what the contract is like. Like, they don't want to have to pay him. Like, if he's found guilty or or, or does something to fuck up, even more, they might be able to get rid of them without having to pay them. If they just recast, they might have to pay them anyway. You know? Oh. I think that's, you know, luckily we're free from Larry, so we don't have to to worry about tiptoeing around Disney commentary. But, yeah, I think in my mind, I think that's what's going on because I'm sure they have some kind of clause Although putting your gun to your wife's head is that should be contra if they have a clause like that that could fall under that. But the interesting thing too about that is loaded or unloaded is still assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. And if he's like under the influence too is a whole other thing too. It adds like that. That makes it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Oscar and Chat put up a picture. I don't want to be essential anymore. I'm tired of this effect anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is Michael Clark Duncan from fucking the Green Mile. Right. Um, Burr put a gif of the toasting Leonardo DiCaprio and it says to freedom <laughs> and then he put Disney sucks <laughs> sorry <laughs> hey, he's, he's committed that to movie was really good yeah the, the, the Gatsby. yeah I gotta, maybe, maybe now that I have time I'll probably see it I never watched it oh yeah it's, it's pretty good is the music good in it? Because I know they that was one of the things where the music was more modernized, even though the the movie was from back then. Yeah, it was a hip hop jazz fusion, and I enjoyed it, but I like fusions. Yeah. So I could probably get behind it. 
the Avatar sequels resume production next week, Joe. Are you excited for that? And I'm not talking about Avatar Avatar. I'm talking about Blue People Avatar. Right. Yeah. Like, not really. Like, it's not that I don't care where the story goes from where they left off, but I kind of don't care where the story goes from where they left off. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, the story, like, I think we all agree now that the story wasn't good. It was all about the effects and the, the look of the movie mm-hmm. that was was actually good about it, that the story was just kind of a really basic and so I'm not excited about uh, where the basic story is going to go. And I've already been wowed by the visuals, so I doubt they're going to do that twice. Like, they're not going to wow me this time because I already know what to expect. So, I mean, and I won't say that I won't see it. Like, I probably will see it just because, but it's not something I'm excited for. And uh, as part of this, they're they're gonna be, uh, yeah. I I agree with you too. I the I enjoyed the ride I was on. I'm not. I don't care if I take another one. Yeah. Um, right. Producer John Landau posted on Instagram to let fans know he was going. What was going on? He says our Avatar sets are ready, and we couldn't be more excited to be headed back to New Zealand next week. So they're gonna be traveling. During this time of uncertainty, where traveling is... Well, I mean, honestly, I think the main thing about reopening and redoing shit is just we have to be careful. And it's hard to be careful and fast, but if you can, then go for it. Like, get that descent, get those masks on. Um... Yeah, go for it. Uh, GZ Dr. Fred posted a, a article that's uh, from Business Insider that says Jeff Bezos is on track to become trillionaire by 2026. And, I did hear that. Yeah. I, I always use him I, as an example. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it kind of sucks how shitty he is to his employees. Like, when you're a trillionaire, it's like, you should really be, like, your employees should be better treated. Like, the Amazon warehouse people, like, they go through hell. Like, every day they're, they work yeah. is, like, hell. And you're a trillionaire, almost a trillionaire, it's like, you should be spending more, get more workers, make your more workers more comfortable. I mean, yes, it costs money, but you probably get that back in just a good, a good, a uh, good PR. Like if your people are happy and they're supportive and you have people wanting to be work for Amazon and get on that one of those like best company to work for lists. That's going to do a lot with the public to make them want to buy more from Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the problem with Amazon is that I don't think their money comes from the retail side anymore. 
uh, it really comes from web services. And there's only like five dominant web services that essentially run the whole internet. And he's like a big chunk of it. So, yeah, it, it he doesn't care. I don't think he cares <laughs> what the people do. Like, we could not buy things anymore altogether, and he'd still be trillionaire, you know? Oh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, like, I think even last year, he got, like, a five billion, five of, like, was it either either $500 million or $5 billion deal with just with the CIA, just to to do all their digital infrastructure, you know? And, uh, and that's, yeah, they're good. that's the year he didn't pay taxes. That's the year they didn't pay taxes. So, um, I don't know. Like, I know for all games, we use the Cloudberry, like, Amazon-based stuff. And it doesn't work for me. So, they need to step up that game. <laughs> but Yeah. Definitely their video app needs to be updated and be a little slicker, easier to use. Yeah. Even, uh, like, <laughs> Bert put a GIF in chat about these sailors burning money, and it says Amazon on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a Butch Hartman. Yeah. I don't know who Butch Hartman is. He's an animator. He does, like, Fairly Odd Parents, Danny oh, okay. Phantom. Yeah. This I, is one of his cartoons. I'm not sure which one. I do recognize the art style. Yeah, we actually met him. We did. At a Long Beach Comic Con. Is he the guy that was that I pushed out? Like I pushed out when I was supposed to ask him yeah. something? Oh yeah. 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 Like Fantastic Form are a bunch of bitches now. Not, <laughs> not like we used to be all gung ho. Uh right. But yeah. It's cause we're fifty now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you know, if if you want to get me, like, on Bezos' side, like, mistreating people and everything, like, fix the Kindle operating system. You know, make it just a full-on Android version of it, not this, like, half-cocked version of it. Uh, you know, like, I love, like, I buy shit on Amazon, and I love it. I love the buy now with one click. I love the return policy. I love how easy they make it to shop. Um, like, I've been an iPhone user since its inception, and I don't want to move. I, the innovation is gone. <laughs> That's okay, because the innovation is gone all over cell phones, period. It's been gone for like five years. Um, so I'm okay with Apple just giving me the same phone with better processing every couple of years. I don't get every one, but, you know, but it's fine. I'll wait, you know, five years in between phones. They're becoming like cars now, you know, they last you a good while. Uh -huh. But what I would like is if he's got all this like web service money and all this tech money, like why is the operating system for fire so crappy? Like even the, the fire television, the fire stick, like it's crappy. Yeah, like they don't have apps. They have bookmarks for a web browser, but they can't really use a web browser. You know, 
Right. So that like yeah, it's so so dumb. Like I, I always use uh you know, being a hair professional, I get asked like, "What can I do to grow my hair? What can I, you know?" And and I have stuff, homeopathic stuff that that can help. It is not guarantee. It's not a cure, but it can help keep what you have healthy and and, and shiny and and uh, it's nutrient rich. You know, all that good stuff. But I always say, look, uh-huh. do you know who Jeff Bezos is? And some say yes, some say no. He's the richest man in the fucking world. If he doesn't have hair, you're not gonna fucking have hair, all right? And uh, yeah, I, he's an exemplary man in that sense, and the fact that he's so rich, so successful, and so fucking bald, yeah. And, like, do what he did if you're going bald. Lift fucking weights, <laughs> yeah. That you want to look good, bald. I want to lift weights. Be bald. That's like, it? I hate worrying about whether my hair looks okay or not. <laughs> yeah. Every time I cut it, I just cut it all off. Yeah. Like, whenever I get to the point where it doesn't look good from, from waking up, like, if I have to put a comb through it, that means it's time to cut it. Like, eventually I'm going to get laser surgery on my head to just, like, burn <laughs> all the follicles out. <laughs> yeah. See, Joe, you actually have a good head, though. Your head is nicely shaped, and and it looks good bald on you, but... With Hispanics, I think it's Hispanics. I only see it really with Hispanics. I've seen very few white people with it. I've seen a few black people with it, but not so much. But they have this thing where their skin looks like a brain. Like, it just has all these folds. And they're not fat. They're just, their scalp just has this weird shape. And it's like, yeah, those people need long hair. (laughs) Yeah. But yours is (laughs) nice and smooth. And even your hair texture is, like, soft. So when you actually cut it real short it just lays down yeah it's you you that's why bald suits you but yeah a lot of people like their their identity is is tied to their hair me included you know i'm not gonna say i'm not one of those but i do uh i do know what you mean if you wake up and you can't manage it like you just want to cut it off especially now in pandemic it used to be you know i I would when I worked, I would go to the gym, shower, style my hair. It's part of my daily routine. And now it's like I really just want to shave it all off. Uh, I got close. I gave myself <laughs> the mental patient haircut where I just got a two, and I went all around. But I left the front, the top of the head to the front part. In a, I sectioned it in a triangle and left that long. So it's like a mini fauxhawk thing kind of jimmy neutrony but it's everything else is really short but it's getting warmer and i'm not like i don't at work if it's slow i'll style my hair it's slow it's something to do i'll spend 10 minutes on it make it look nice i'm good for the rest of the day but now i don't do that i'm I'm just at home like i don't want to put hair product in my hair if i don't have to because most hair product isn't all that healthy yeah right oh yeah Welcome to Hair on Fantastic Four. Let's see what's this. Uh, This Brian Cronin of CVR says we should really have some Mr. and Mrs. Spider-Man comics. And uh, he's in reference to What If number 24 when they had like a wedding thing. And, you know, I don't know exactly what happened in there, but 
there. Uh, I, well, I guess he married uh, he married Gwen Stacy instead of of Mary Jane. So that one that would be interesting. But the closest we did get to Mister and Mrs. Spider Man comics was uh, Renew Your Vows, which was one of these alternate universe things that actually was really good. Dan Slott did it, and he um. I haven't finished it, but what I like basically the the daughter the the daughter had powers. Mary Jane gained powers from through pregnancy, and Peter had powers. And in the second, oh, that's yeah. And then the main villain was Venom because Venom hate you know it's still like he hates Peter and everything, but now he's trying to go after the kid, and it's a whole the stakes the stakes go up, you know. Once he's fighting for mm-hmm. his kid, not just himself. So reading this article is like, yeah, it's not news. But even when I saw the headline, I'm like, re-renew your vows. But this is very different. And now I, I side with him. <laughs> like, I, I would like to see those. Okay. And uh, let's see. Gargoyles, the, the Gargoyles creator, Greg Weissman, uh, he wants to team up with Jordan Peele to bring up bring uh bring to life uh, a gargoyles adaptation like a live action one or animated i believe yeah he wants a live action and I um if they use prosthetics and like go super easy on the cgi i'm down i agree with you but if it's just guy in a real world, then you might as well just make a cartoon. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Not so much, you know, yeah, that 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 thought of CGI in a real world, might as well just make it animated. I agree with that too. But mainly what I agree with in that sentiment is uh, just make a good animated again, you know? It's the same. Uh, if you actually, like, do a live action and it's CGI, I feel it's going to lack the weight and gravity of the gargoyles you know they're stone figures and during the daytime and and they're striking and they're they're heavy and then when they come to life they take up space and they they're they're big (laughs) and i i want like i don't think that's gonna gonna go well in the cgi with a real world space you know what i mean right like even one of the complaints for Spider-Man when it first came out the movie was that he was just so freewheeling like weightless when he's like standing and fighting and stuff and part of it is he's spy- fucking Spider-Man you know but it does does look a little odd when you see you know newer movies and and it feels a little there's a little more weight to Spider-Man not a lot but a little more and I can see mm-hmm. that but initially I remember calling a Roger Ebert, a dumb fuck for saying that, but (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Let's see what else is on here in the news. Uh, I actually have heard that a lot, too, with, like, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, how they just don't feel like they're there. There's, like, no weight to them. And, like, when they're doing, like, especially, like, in the bigger stunts... Like, it just doesn't feel like there's anything real on screen. Yeah. And that's part of, like, 
how great the first one was, <laughs> you know, because it was all practical and it fit like the story was good. So even whatever uh, failings there were in the prosthetics and, and visual effects, like the story drove that movie, you know? Right. Like when they blow up their the April's apartment and they're all fighting, getting ambushed, like, and Raph gets hurt, like he bounces because he's made of rubber. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's a little weird. But you're like the way that scene was shot and the slow mo and the explosion. It's like, wow, he's he's in real danger because you know he's physical, he's real. Yeah, <laughs> right. Let's see what. What was I bringing up here? Oh yeah, uh, I, I there's a Marvel actor from Inhumans. This dude named Mike Mo. He played Triton in Inhumans, and somebody, I guess somebody during this pandemic, uh, reached out to him because they finally watched Inhumans, and I'm like, "Fuck! Did Triton? Did they just paint him green? Like Triton looks like this." creature from the black lagoon merman type and uh and then he responded on twitter like yeah they pretty much just put a little he goes uh the guy says did they really just paint him green and call it a day and then mike mo just <laughs> just put a yep pretty much with a crying emoji and a sad face emoji <laughs> he says <laughs> he does go on to say um I had a great time on Inhumans. I am so grateful to have been on the show. We had some constraints when it came to my makeup and prosthetics. So I wish he was a little more critical, but <laughs> but it is what it is. And uh, yeah, he's he he agrees it was terrible. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I have for news here. Is there any? Oh no, here's another one. IDW, we talked about how they, uh, they, remember how, like, they were doing the paycheck protection thing, and they got, like, almost $2 million in aid from the federal government and loans, and the whole point of that is to keep people paid, right? Well, they just mm -hmm. they just fired a bunch of people permanently. They got just got rid of them, up and got rid of them. Uh, really? Yeah, and you know this came. I, I don't know if it happened. Yeah, because they got the they raised twelve million dollars in that round of financing in March, and in April they fired people. It says in April IDW made the difficult decision to furlough several valued staff. I don't know. It was after that. It was in May that they actually got rid of of associate publisher David Hedgecock, Hedgecock, <laughs> uh, Denton, <laughs> <laughs> Denton Tipton, senior graphic artist Gilberto Lascano, senior graphic designer Krista Meisner, and brand and marketing manager Spencer Reeve. So yeah, they, they just let them go after getting this financing to keep people, you know? And I, I remember being... Man, yeah, it sucks. And I remember being a little critical about them getting so much money, especially after hemorrhaging so much before this, you know? And, right. you know, part of it, I know, like, I looked into 
the paycheck protection thing just because I do have I don't have employees per se, but I have booth renters that I would like to see what help they can get through me if possible. And one of the things was like I had to give I had to give paperwork on what I paid them in order to qualify for something of what I was getting. And then they're over here. They, they gave, the, apparently, I assume they gave the paperwork on how much they spent on payroll and, and workman's comp and all that. And they got like $2 million or $12 million according to this thing. But on top of then they just fire the people. And that's, I don't know. I don't like that. But after, I'm, I thought there was a provision where, like, they have to prove, like, they have to show what they spent the money on. And if it doesn't go to keeping our employees on, then they have to pay it back with higher interest? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, they pay it at a regular interest rate. But whatever you do use on employees, you don't have to pay back. It's forgivable. Up to 75%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's weird. Like I don't get why they would fire people. I don't get why they would, you know. But it's one of those right. things that is just something that an insider leaked to the press, and and hopefully, you know, in the in the coming days, we'll we'll learn more about. Uh, and DC Comics has switched from their printing from Canada to Missouri, so they're they're bringing work. They're bringing jobs to the U.S. That's good. Yeah. Um, it says right here, R.R. R. R. Donnelly started as a partner as a small printing company in Chicago in 1864, but then grew his own company into one of the largest uh, LSC communications, established a better serve publisher brand. So that's the, the printer they're going for. Um, but yeah, it, it's... They're gonna do it here now. I don't know what the price is like. What's you know? I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's usually they used to go to Canada because it was cheaper, I think, or they had the better lumber mills or something. But yeah. Well, well I know they have. They definitely have like the land. Yeah. Because paper mills are kind of like f- funky smelling. Yeah. And so they have enough open space where they can just have like a mill district mm-hmm. and regular people avoid it. And we don't have as much space, of, um, as much of that space here. Yeah. I think that was the thing. Yeah, because even I know. Or it could be one of the two. Because even like the one of the the products I use to smoke my marijuana um they do their paper in Spain and they have several reasons on why they do it in Spain. But one of the things is that the Spain plant is from the 1400s, the one they they make their paper out of. And it, it's mm-hmm. powered by the river. Like it's not, it's more eco-friendly because they use the old technology to run it. And they do have like hydroelectric stuff and stuff too, but it's mainly powered by water and uh, that's one of the things the the head guy is is passionate about. So he um he chose to do that, but I don't know in terms of costs what it is like com- 
compared to do it here in the U.S. compared to Canada at this point. I know the economies have shifted. It used to be, I believe, they used to be printed in Canada partly because of, of what you said, the land and, and the paper mills, but also the 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 cost. But maybe now the cost, they found a place here that has the paper mills and the cost is adequate. So, uh, let's see if that's reflected in the price. <laughs> Right. And it's funny because, you know, forever until just recently, I think, uh, we've always been talking about the price of comics and then they started selling digitally at the same price. Yeah. And it's like, well, you used to say the paper and the shipping and all that was the issue. And so why am I getting charged when you're not doing, like, why am I paying the same price as people that get the shipping when I'm just getting a digital copy? So I doubt they'll try and reflect the price any. Yeah, I doubt it too. Um, yeah, that's it for news for today. Uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about, Jay, at all, before we get into final thoughts? There is one news story. Uh, Borderlands 3 has announced uh, their new DLC. It's uh, Bounty of Blood, which is going to be a Western DLC. And the interesting thing about it is they're going to bring four all-new characters, uh, NPCs, to help you. Instead of, like, they normally will go back to, like, a fan favorite. But mm. uh, this one, they're going to have new NPCs to help you out. How do you feel about that? I'm cool with it. Like, honestly, I haven't even finished. Like, I'm kind of taking a break. But I know I was, like, I haven't even done the first DLC yet. Like, I beat the main game with one character, and then I started trying to do the other ones. But it was like, you're basically, you basically are just doing the same thing over. Like, it's not like the different playstyle changes the story or the gameplay. It's, or it's only slightly changes the gameplay. Like, not enough to make it feel like you're playing a completely different game. So, you know, playing the same game four times, it's, yeah, I'm taking a break. Yeah. I was thinking of getting, because they're doing, well, I know on Switch they have, like, the Bioshock, like, the collection. And I think they were talking about a Borderlands one, too. But now I was thinking about it, like, hmm, maybe now might be the time if that comes out to to get into it because i really enjoy playing my switch and uh even stuff that i, I tried on other consoles i would see so maybe a borderlands might be cool on the switch yeah i, I like the game like it's definitely fun and despite all the weirdness they did with this one it's still a fun game yeah all right, well, I'm going to start playing this wrap-up music. And, uh, okay. Why don't you give me some final thoughts? 
Um, it's Friday. Wait, no, is it Thursday? I don't know what day it is. It's I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah, it's Friday. So everybody have a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, if you're going to a barbecue, still you gotta wear your mask or just stay six feet away from the people. Um, and have fun. Have fun with your masks and your social distance barbecues. Yeah, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back Monday with Movie Monday. Uh, we're going to be talking about Good Boys, the uh, irreverent comedy, uh, maybe some more comics and some news as always. Um, and catch us. You can follow us on inst- on Instagram. We usually we're not as active, but we post some stuff, little previews of what we're going to be talking about. You get alerted to when new stuff comes out. Uh, you can catch replays on Twitch. If you missed the morning show, you can catch it on Twitch. But always, you can always just come here at 10 a.m. weekdays right here on allgames.com. <laughs>